This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What's it really like to suffer from coronavirus? Is it like a bad cold? Worse than the flu? Wait till you see the treatment. Gatorade. Gatorade? <laughs> then, the mom of the missing kids. <laughs> lost video when she was a beauty pageant contestant and the new revelation she won seventeen thousand dollars on wheel of fortune and can harvey weinstein survive behind bars the steps being taken to make sure the disgraced movie producer doesn't end up like jeffrey epstein what this prison consultant just told us he's gonna have a very difficult life ahead of him plus was the debate stacked? To get a ticket to the debate, you have to be fairly wealthy. And look at this cub reporter. This is pretty awesome. Then, dirty dancing. Can you believe their teachers? And purse found. After 63 years, it's like a time capsule from another era. Stuck behind a high school locker for all these years. The treasures found inside. It was like a show and tell for mom. Plus, oh my gosh! Stampede. <laughs> now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. For the first time, there are more new cases of coronavirus outside China than there are in that country. And the CDC is warning it is inevitable it will spread within this country. So what is it like to have coronavirus? Les Trent spoke with a passenger from that quarantine cruise ship who later developed a fever on the way home and is now in isolation. What is it like to come down with the coronavirus? We found out from someone who knows. I woke up from feeling totally fine to a very, very high fever over, over 103. Carl Goldman is now in isolation at the biocontainment facility at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. How do you feel today? I feel better. I get a little better every single day. So uh, no fever. I've gone with no fever now for five, six days. Still have a cough, but the cough's no worse than a cough I would have if I had a normal cold or the flu. How would you scale this for the flu, mild or, or severe? Mild for me. Goldman, who just turned 67, came down with coronavirus while a passenger on the cruise ship Diamond Princess in Japan. He says he only started feeling sick on the plane back to the U.S. His wife, Jerry, does not have the virus, but is under observation at the same hospital. He got well wishes and prayers sent all day, so he, it could have been a better birthday. He probably wouldn't have not gotten the same love if we were at home. What kind of treatment are you getting there? I tease about it. The only treatment I've really been getting is Gatorade. Gatorade? Yep. So there is no, uh, 
no cure for this at the moment. They're still figuring it out. As far as keeping himself hydrated, if he can do it orally, I think that makes makes sense. He's also receiving you know, very uh, uh, sophisticated monitoring. The worldwide concern over coronavirus shows no sign of letting up. Actress Gwyneth Paltrow wore a high-tech face mask during her flight to Paris. Paltrow starred in the 2011 movie Contagion, playing a woman who gets sick during an outbreak of an unstoppable infection that kills millions. She writes on Instagram, paranoid, prudent, panicked, placid, pandemic, propaganda. I've already been in this movie. Stay safe. Don't shake hands. Wash hands frequently. The type of mask that Paltrow's wearing costs up to $99, comes in a variety of colors, but at the moment, they're completely sold out. Two days after he was convicted of rape and sexual assault, Harvey Weinstein is still not behind bars. He remains in a New York hospital where he was taken post-verdict. But eventually, he will be at Rikers Island, where things could not be more different than his once high-flying Hollywood life. Megan Alexander reports. Prison officials are taking extraordinary measures to make sure Harvey Weinstein survives behind bars. They don't want to see him end up like Jeffrey Epstein, who hanged himself in a federal lockup in New York last August. He's looking at a very, very bleak life inside of prison. John Fuller advises high-profile criminals how to survive prison. Martha Stewart was one of his clients. He may try to establish a relationship with a few inmates who may have been convicted of similar crimes. If those inmates are looking at a very lengthy sentence, they may try to extort them or use them for money um, to offer some form of protection. Published reports say Weinstein will be kept under 24-hour video surveillance and may even have a prison unit all to himself. Weinstein is getting no sympathy from his former personal assistant, Rowena Chu, who says he tried to rape her in 1998. He's experiencing only a small amount of the fear and terror that he instilled in dozens of women whom he assaulted. The 67-year-old movie mogul was taken to Bellevue Hospital with heart palpitations after the verdict. Look, you can see him scowling in the ambulance as it pulls away. His publicist, who accompanied Weinstein to court each day, says his physical health is not strong enough to survive prison. That notorious walker has been confiscated. He's now using a wheelchair. Some claim Weinstein was faking ill health to win sympathy from the jury. But juror number two told me it didn't work. Were you aware of Harvey Weinstein coming into court every day using a walker? We knew about it. It didn't change anything for you? Not at all. As if things couldn't get any worse for Weinstein, his ex-wife Georgina Chapman is reportedly dating Oscar-winning actor Adrian Brody. They were first introduced by Weinstein himself. Harvey Weinstein also faces criminal charges in connection with alleged back-to-back -back assaults in 2013 in Los Angeles. The L.A. District Attorney's Office has not indicated when it plans to proceed. Turning now to politics, it was a real shout fest in Charleston, South Carolina last night as seven Democratic candidates took the stage for the last debate before Super Tuesday and this weekend's South Carolina primary. The candidates seemed to both talk at once and over one another. And while some felt the audience was skewed in one candidate's direction, Stephen Fabian was there. He clears up all the questions. Last night's audience sure seemed to love Mike Bloomberg. He got plenty of loud cheers while Bernie Sanders was repeatedly booed. 
It had a lot of people wondering, did the billionaire pay to stack the audience? Left-wing filmmaker Michael Moore tweeted, tickets to get in cost up to $3,200. No surprise to see Bloomberg get some cheers. Sanders was also suspicious. I read that it cost $1,750. So to get a ticket to the debate, you have to be fairly wealthy. Most working people that I know don't spend $1,700 to get a ticket to a debate. But today, the Democratic Party says in a let-me-give-you-the-facts statement that all the candidates were given an equal number of free tickets. It sure was a wild night. The gunfire was going in both directions and everybody had I know, Anthony, there was so much incoming. After the debate, Stephen Colbert went live with his show. The quote of the night absolutely has to be... Argle, bargle, more boosh, peace up, Garris. He said my name, he said my name. While all seven candidates were duking it out on stage, President Trump was tuning in and taking his shots on Twitter. Crazy, chaotic, the president remarked. Mini Mike was weak and unsteady. Pocahontas was mean. Just give me an opponent. I caught up with Senator Amy Klobuchar moments after she came off the debate stage. Did you think it was one big shouting match on stage tonight? Did you think you were being shouted over? Uh, no. I, don't, I may not have the biggest bank account or the loudest voice on that stage, but we already got that in the White House. I think people want something different. And check this out. It's Elizabeth Warren's dressing room. Check it out. She had a couch here, some comfortable chairs, and look at this all kinds of snacks and coffee to chow down on before going out on the stage. Now get a load of this little cub reporter. He's Ethan Dumper from Kids Scoop News. Ethan paid close attention to the debate from the press room. What do you think so far? What's some of your analysis? Everyone just yelling at each other. No one can hear what each other's saying. So if they all took the turns, then it'd actually be helpful because we could hear what they're all saying. Wise words, young man. Candidates take heed. There is one more debate scheduled for March 15th in Phoenix. The mother of those two missing kids from Idaho remains behind bars in Hawaii, fighting extradition back to the mainland. Lori Daybell has been all over the airwaves since this story broke, but it is far from her first time on television. Here's the long-lost video. It turns out that the mom at the center of the missing kids mystery is not new to the spotlight. We've unearthed lost video of Lori Daybell from 2004 when she was a contestant in the Mrs. Texas beauty pageant. There she is in the swimsuit competition, and here she is during the evening gown competition. Back then, she was known as Lori Ryan. Listen as she's introduced. They have two children, ages eight and one year old. She was just recently on the Wheel of Fortune and won over you heard right. Lori Daybell was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune in November of 2004. Lori definitely liked being the center of attention. Lori's former sister-in-law, Annie Cushing, says Lori was certain her game show victory was a sign from above. She told my brother that God told her she was going to be on Wheel of Fortune before she auditioned. Cushing says Lori's appearance in the Mrs. Texas contest came when she was 30 years old. Here she is performing a big number with the other contestants. Contestant number four, Lori Ryan. At the time, Lori was married to Joseph Ryan. They divorced in 2004. He died in 2018 of a heart attack at the age of 59. I just had no reason to 
be suspicious. Now she has second thoughts. Lori's next husband, Charles Vallow, was shot to death by her brother last year under mysterious circumstances. Four months later, she married Chad Daybell, who refused to answer questions yesterday when approached by an ABC News reporter in Hawaii, where Lori Daybell remains in jail facing charges of child desertion. Are the kids okay? Um, can you tell me, man? Nobody could have anticipated that 16 years later, this Mrs. Texas wannabe would be at the center of an international mystery involving two missing kids. By the way, Lori Daybell did not win Mrs. Texas. Authorities say the deaths of both Lori Daybell's brother and Chad Daybell's wife remain under investigation. Prince Harry was in Scotland today on one of his last official engagements before ending his life as a royal. And as if to emphasize his embrace of his new life, he was simply introduced as Harry. He's the royal formerly known as Prince. Now he says, just call him Harry. He's made it clear that we are all just to call him Harry. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a big, warm Scottish welcome to Harry. Harry is back in the UK for his final appearances as a royal. In just five weeks, on March 31st, he and Meghan leave royal life. It's a great pleasure to be here with you all. Sometimes criticized for flying in gas-guzzling private jets, Harry flew from Canada to London on a commercial plane, then boarded an eco-friendly train. He even carried his own luggage. Meghan's dad, Thomas Markle, is sounding off about Megxit from Mexico, where he lives. I'm very upset with Meghan and Harry right now. My daughter jumped me. One day before she got married, she dumped my family. She's dumped Doria's family. She's dumped every family, and now she's dumping the British family. Meanwhile, Duchess Kate showed off her Taekwondo skills today at a sports charity event. Whoa. Kate's also got her sprinting down. Three, two, one, go. A little slow off the blocks there. A surprising announcement from the grandfather of Chloe Wigan. That's the little girl who died when she fell through an open cruise ship window. In a deal that will keep him out of jail, Chloe's grandfather is pleading guilty. A chapter closes in the tragic case of a grandfather who accidentally dropped his granddaughter off a cruise ship. Salvatore Anello has decided to enter a guilty plea to negligent homicide in the death of 18-month-old Chloe Weigand. Last July, she fell from the 11th floor of the Royal Caribbean's Freedom of the Seas cruise ship docked in Puerto Rico. And the deal is that he gets no jail time, that he serves a period of probation, that he's able to serve the probation in Indiana at home as opposed to doing it in Puerto Rico. It's been a heartbreaking saga. Anello claimed that he held Chloe up to a window to bang on the glass, not realizing that the window wasn't enclosed. She slipped out of his hands. This is surveillance video showing Anello walking toward the window with little Chloe. You see him lift her over the rail. The next moment, she is gone. The family's not doing well. You know, this was such a terrible tragedy from moment one, and the gravity of it, I think, was only compounded by the fact that these charges were brought against him. In a statement explaining his guilty plea, Anello says, I wasn't drinking and I wasn't dangling her out of a window. I just wanted to knock on the glass with her, as we did together so many times before. I was just so horribly wrong about our surroundings. 
Royal Caribbean tried to block the lawsuit the family filed against the uh, luxury cruise liner earlier this month. A judge, however, ruled that the case can proceed. And this was the scary scene as a herd of bison chased down a vehicle on a road in Yellowstone National Park. And despite their huge size, these critters can run 40 miles an hour. So whoever was driving had to hit the gas to get out of there. Next, Dirty Dancing. Can you believe they're teachers? And purse found. After 63 years, it's like a time capsule from another era. Stuck behind a high school locker for all these years. The treasures found inside. It was like a show and tell for mom. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The school that made national news when parents were told to follow a dress code is now making headlines because of the risque outfits teachers were allegedly told to wear to a party. The high school principal who caused a firestorm when she ordered a strict dress code for parents is now under fire for allegedly telling her teachers to dress sexy for a party. Principal Carlotto Outley Brown was reportedly suspended after video of this party surfaced. It said she forced colleagues to attend the wild event and be, quote, as risque as possible. The video was shot at a staff Christmas party last year but is just now surfacing. No students were there. It shows a staffer dressed in lingerie and a Santa hat. She's met with cheers as she performs a provocative dance. This faculty member pops out of a box in a sexy Christmas tree getup and struts across the floor. Here, the staff member dazzles in a short Santa costume while doing splits. The footage is especially shocking since it seems to contradict the very behavior the school's principal once condemned. She made national news last year when she implemented a controversial dress code for parents on campus that banned low-cut tops, torn jeans that show too much skin, uncovered leggings, and absolutely no Daisy Dukes. I felt the need to enact the dress code because it was an educational environment, a place of learning. And when anyone walks in, we have impressionable children, and we have to model what we want them to know. Now, parents are saying it's a hypocritical double standard that she asked her own faculty to dress like this. When we come back, what is inside a purse lost since the 1950s? What was high school life like back in the 50s? This family's finding out. These siblings are sifting through a time capsule. Contents of a purse lost by their late mom more than six decades ago when she was just a freshman in high school. The year was 1957. Elvis Presley was number one on the charts when Patty Rumfola's purse went missing in her high school in Ohio. Fast forward more than 60 years. School custodian Chaz Pyle was doing some repairs. I noticed that there was like a little red bag with a bunch of dust on it, just kind of laying beside the locker in between the locker and the wall. Inside the purse was a green wallet containing an ID card with the name Patricia Rumfola. Through the power of social media, the school tracked down Patty's children leading to this 1950s flashback. I was crying and smiling and really excited about it. It was a snapshot into a moment. So what was inside? Everything a 15-year-old girl would need back in 1957, a compact from the vintage makeup brand Evening in Paris. It still has this perfumey smell to it. Two tubes of lipstick. 
This one smells a little old. <laughs> <laughs> and check this out. A 63-year-old stick of chewing gum. I just think it's cool. It's like a show and tell for mom. And she's not even here. Each of Patty's children took a penny from the wallet as a memento of their mom, who passed away in 2013 at the age of 71. They say she would have gotten a kick out of seeing her little red purse surface after all these years. She would be so excited. Very cool. When we come back, a girl's trip surprise. Finally, romance lives. These two ladies are on vacation and have no idea they're in for a romantic surprise. Their boyfriends disguise themselves as street performers in inflatable morph suits. The ladies have no idea it's them, even when the guys get them to dance. And now, the big moment. And that is Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.